Hello. Do you see that? I just like fixed yes. my eyebrows. It's a good thing you're wearing a coat. <laughs> Here in Texas, the weather is a chilly, chilly 72 degrees. This is not a coat, Steve so, Trevino. If you wore sleeves, you would know that this is a light jacket. Renee brought her python jacket out. It's actually really soft on the inside. Uh, <laughs> Didn't you get that one in Florida, speaking of? No, actually, this was one that mom I bought for herself, and I liked it so much, I bought one for me, too. Um, well, you look very pretty, and welcome thank to the show, you. and welcome to the show, and um, Aztec Chevrolet, we love you guys, and thank you, all, as always, for being so good to us, and, and this is weird, because I don't know why, I feel like we were just sitting here doing this, but really? a, lot, a lot has happened. Oh no, I feel like it's been a long time since we since I sat in the chair. Um, so Aztec Chevrolet, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And then Old Salt Coffee. You're gonna drink coffee. You need to drink coffee. You're tired of going to the store and forgetting about the coffee. Buy the coffee. It tastes like freedom. <laughs> it is it is owner operated by Navy veterans. Yeah. Trevino 10 will get you a discount and just get on the deal. And and believe me. You know, we had a wonderful conversation with Old Salt Coffee. They're very happy with you guys and, and what we're doing here. And thank you for that. But um, we're, we're, you know, one of my, my things that's very important to me is always giving back, you know. Yeah. And we have convinced Old Salt Coffee that every subscription to coffee, we're going to give some of that money back to our veterans. So um, continue to support because it supports a good cause. So uh, with that being said, let's get started. I, I feel... That was very official. Let's get started. I feel like, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, right? you're trying to be funny and it's not working. <laughs> all, all I know. That was, what it me. that was just like, it was very official of you and that is not your personality and at you're going to stick to it? You're going to keep trying? You weren't funny. <laughs> no, you were good. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> awkward. Off to a great start. Well, we were, and then you tried well, to be funny, and it wasn't. Okay, no more jokes for me. <laughs> no, you can have jokes. Just don't give up. That's the key. <laughs> Do not give up. I don't. Sometimes I throw a shitty joke out there. It doesn't work. It lands flat, but I don't give a fuck. I, I move forward. I keep going. I'm not going to bail on trying to be funny. All I do, long week this week, and we'll get into that, but all I know is, is and by the way, I come in here. And there's freaking rats up there. Aren't those so oh good? My gosh, those dude. are from the Dollar Tree. I wish I bought more, y'all. They were only a dollar each, and they're so good. They don't look like Dollar that, Tree rats. They look like high-quality fake rats. That's when you know you've come up in life. Because when I was a kid, we just had rats. <laughs> <laughs> we just had real rats. And now we're like, hmm, I need to, I need to get some fake rats. They're so good. Uh, but No, but I, I think you've gone nuts, dude. You're well, losing you your mind. I'm extra, I'm, I'm, but I love Halloween. On, for some reason, so we bought a building in Goliad. We're very excited about that. Um, more details to come with Goliad. The, 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 the chicken coop is well on its way. So lots going on, lots of details to come. But so for some reason, so road manager Timmy is now off the road working in Goliad. And then now we have road manager Kyle. Kyle is You've on the road. You just got like thrown in the mix. Yeah, so... I call Timmy and, uh -huh. and, you know, to talk to him. And he goes, oh, I'm here at your house. I go, oh, great. I'll be there in about 20 minutes. I go, where's Renee? And he's like, well, she took your truck. And I'm like, she took my truck? <laughs> and, and by the way, Renee never drives my truck. Listen, she knows I better. I couldn't ask for permission. You were on a plane. You've already wrecked my truck. So she knows better not to wreck my take my truck. But I'm like, wait a minute. 
I told Tim, I go, why does she have my truck? And he's like, oh, well, she needs to get a, um, a, a nutcracker. And I'm like, how fucking big? <laughs> it's big, is yo. A nutcracker. It's wonderful. That we had to rent a big. U-Haul. She had to take my truck. To, and I'm like, what the hell, dude? So I get home and we did the video on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, where's your nutcracker, dude? <laughs> I, I took it out to the barn because we don't need it till Christmas time. I don't like to decorate until after Thanksgiving. So we don't need it for a couple of months. So I took him out to the barn. But apparently, Rick, and, and this is what's funny to me. Apparently, Renee goes, I had to buy them now. Because they're selling out. Well, and they're, they're so big. You don't want to pay shipping costs on that. And these, I don't even think they will ship. Like you have to go into the store and buy it. So there's others like Renee out there. They buy six foot nutcrackers. It was, you know, and it was heavy. I thought like I'd have, I should have taken Timmy with me is what I should have done because here I am in this store. Like, what do you call the flat bed? Like it's not the regular shopping yeah. cart. It's like the special shopping cart. I had to load it up. No one offered to help except this man who was probably like 85. And I was like, I'm Old not going to ask baby. the 85 year old man old to help me load this. I was like, I got it. It's okay. You know, I, I climbed in the back of your truck and like was putting it. No one said, Hey ma'am. You in help. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. We're, we're, they were like, we feel sorry for that husband. We are going to make her <laughs> that massive nutcracker up by herself. Old school. Of course, an 80 something year old offered to help. You know, I, that's why I am. I am a throwback. My son is going to be a throwback. We're going to be old school, man. I'm, I'm over this, this self-entitled attitude. You know what? It's okay. Kids. It's yeah. amazing what a woman can do when she wants a six-foot nutcracker. I'm not, I'm not saying. You know, I have a five-foot-five nutcracker. And she cracks my nuts all the time. And you guys knew it. You guys knew there was a nut. There had to be a nutcracker joke in there somewhere. That was funny. Your joke was not. So... Trevino, Steve Trevino, one good joke. Renee, zero. Actually, surprise, that puts surprise, you surprise. that puts you in the negative surprise, uh, surprise. category. But we had we had such a um, a, a busy week. Yeah. And, and you know the thing that I really want to talk about most is is I missed you. Oh. You know, and and we got invited. You know, Josh Abbott, um, another Texas country singer who's fantastic. He has a a beautiful duet with Casey Musgraves. Yeah, tonight. Is, One of my favorite songs. It's just a great song. And I encourage you guys to start with that song because it's just a, a really cool song that he did with Casey Musgraves. He's got so many great so ones, many great though. Songs. My Texas is like a Texas anthem if you are a Texan. Um, and, you know, Josh Abbott hit me up and he said, hey, man, you know, I'm really trying to put together something really cool. My wife is in charge of uh, his organization called Jab Cares. Yes. Which is Josh Abbott Band Cares. It's like the charity arm of their uh, of their band. their band. And and I said, you know what, man? I go if I can make it work, I'll do it. He sends me the dates. I said, you know what? You got it right. Like, uh, we'll do it. So I invited Renee because it was going to be a fancy schmancy gala. Well, you invited me, but you didn't tell me the dress code till the day before. Oh my God, we got in a big fight about that. And, and it's like, hey guy, you know you're invited. Hey guy. You don't. <laughs> I'm supposed to be wearing like a dress and you're here. Hey guy. No, but, but even pack Renee. A, pack a pantsuit and come. But even Renee. And by the way, I looked and on the internet, if you look up jabcares.org, uh -huh. it says gala and it has the dress code. All I'm saying so is all that I'm I rent my clothes. And if you had given me a little heads up. 
you knew for two weeks and that's what i oh my god again i need to write a joke about the fact that you screwed up and somehow i'm in trouble (laughs) no (laughs) there's the gala rick's pulling pulling it up uh, the website to see if it really says dress dress code cocktail plus right there cocktail plus it says it right there i can read it right there there he highlighted highlighting it for me cocktail (laughs) plus and i'm like so then she's mad at me you didn't tell me what we were supposed to wear i'm like i go do you not have a computer in your hand i do and how is it how am i the asshole you screwed up okay so anyway fair enough anyway before we ruin the good time we had (laughs) anyway so renee and i decide you know what Let's do this one together. <laughs> Look at all the dresses coming up. And then he Googled cocktail, cocktail dress. See, and then there's all these dresses. <laughs> we could have one here tomorrow. All you needed was three days of <laughs> you days doing your job. <laughs> um, so, you know, Renee and I were, were very excited about kind of doing something together. I didn't know what A nice to- date night. Because when was the last time you and I got dressed up together? It, I don't but- know. That's exactly where I want to go with this. I mean, yeah. at what, and then we'll go through the uh, the trials and tribulations that day. Um, <laughs> we were we were lucky enough to be leaving out of um, Austin Airport after Garrett went to school, so it was really cool that I was still able to get Garrett dressed and fed and yeah. and and off um, to school. But then we had planned that Renee would spend the night and come back. On the 5 a.m. flight. First flight out in the morning. Not even that. Four. Wasn't it four? I, I got up at like 3.30 to leave for the airport. Yeah. Um, 5, 5 a.m. for Renee to get back. That way she can, you know, relieve Miss Betty and, and get back to the family. But, you know, we're excited because, okay, we're going to get into, that's the book I want. Oh, stop. There he is. Oh, my God. He's right stop. there. Stop. Oh, he's going to be in our freezer and on our wall. That voice is so creepy. Oh, oh, there he is. Look, Renee. There he is. (laughs) Okay, anyway. uh, Sorry, I got distracted. Our window's open and there's a beautiful buck out there. Um, But we we were like, okay, we'll we'll leave after Garrett gets to go to school. Everything's going to be perfect. We will get to Lubbock at 1.30. We'll have lunch. We'll hang out. Maybe we can help the Abbott set up. Right. Yeah. We get to Austin. All of a sudden, they push the flight an hour. And by the way, I'm no, s- in the car on the way, we're driving there, and no. we get we get the heads up like it's a little delayed, and we're like, "That's okay, just a little bit." Oh, we get there, they load it. And by the way, the, the way that airlines run their business, I'm just fucking over it, dude. You know, we get in the plane, and they're like, "Um, sorry guys, we're gonna have to deplane." Turns out, this airplane has too much fuel. After they literally boarded us all on, like not too much half fuel. the plane is boarding. Like, let's let every last passenger get on this plane. Because I've never been on. I've never been in my car. Ever. I've never been in my car and been like, hey, guys, we're not gonna be able to take my car. <laughs> it has too much fuel. Like that's the <laughs> dumbest shit. So we. Well, end I up, think it's different engineering economics. So the car versus a plane. That gets pushed. Now we're not gonna make our our connection. So then right. literally the next flight gets us in at six. The gala starts at six. Yeah. 
And so we have like four We're like hours. debating, do we fly into Abilene? Do we fly into Midland? Midland and, and then how far are those cities from Lubbock? If we, can we get a rental car in that city? Are there any available? Because like, I, don't, I don't miss gigs. I don't miss gigs. And, and we were even talking about like, I just stay home. Like I think at one point, because there was only, well, that's what it was. There was, was only one seat. one seat left. And so they were like, okay, why don't you go, Mr. Trevino? You need to be there. And then I was just going to, they were going to try and send me on a later flight. And we were like, at that point, I might as well just, just stay home, with the kids. Right? Like, so turns out that they're like, okay, we can get you both on a flight. She you kept know. checking. She yeah. was like trying so hard. She's like, they're going to open up a seat. They're going to open up a seat. You'll, I get know there at, you'll get there at six. So, you know, we're like, okay. So we ended up four hours in the Dallas airport. Yeah. And we did have a nice lunch together. We had an di airport dinner. Which, by the way, for me, it's very rare that I get to have the sit down places at DFW, you know, cause I, yeah. my connections are always pretty tight. You yeah. Know? Um, so we sat down, we had lunch together and I will say that there was really something about like, both of us were really determined to be good to each other. Like, like, like I was like, <laughs> to be stuck with each other that long in an airport and still like, be kind I'm and like, not grumpy I'm and frustrated. I'm so happy to be with my wife right now and I don't want to fuck it up. And I don't want to <laughs> talk about something that we're going to fight about. Like both of us, you could tell that we were both like <laughs> on our best like, behavior, on our best behavior, <laughs> trying to keep it together, <laughs> trying to be nice to each other. Um, but, but it, it really was nice. Even though we ended up in the, the airport for four hours, it was nice to sit down and have lunch and, yeah. and we didn't have the circus. We weren't right? chasing Delilah. I, I wasn't like... going Garrett, 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 <laughs> Garrett. Garrett, we don't Garrett, do that. your headphones Garrett. aren't on. Right. Plug in, <laughs> connect the headphones. Garrett, Garrett, <laughs> you're in somebody's way. Garrett, like, you know. Uh, yeah. And then Delilah, Delilah, stop Delilah, right? So it was nice to, to not have the kids. And, I, you know, we get to this place. And I was very surprised. And so. I wish I'd gotten to spend more time in Lubbock. Because that hotel that we stayed at, that the event was at, was it's awesome. awesome. It made me want to see and experience more of Lubbock. It was awesome. It was a really, really cool hotel. Yeah. And it was, and then again. Well, I forget was, what it was called, Cottonwood or Cotton Creek. Or, but we were, we were so bummed because we would have liked to spend a little more time there. there. Yeah. You know, so dude, it is like fly into the hotel. Yeah. By the way, Renee's like, oh my God, this hotel room's so cute. And I got to take pictures. And I'm over there naked, taking a shower, <laughs> and I hear Renee doing her little, oh my God, check this out. And look at this as vintage, and this looks cool. It and was I'm like, so cute. I'm like, can you wait like five minutes so that I can get dressed <laughs> and get out of here? No, but they had like vintage wallpaper inside the little closet armoire, and they had those old school refrigerators that like throw back vintage. But you're doing vintage. videos, and I like to fart, and so now I can't <laughs> fart in the background. <laughs> I'm like, can I just enjoy? When has that ever stopped you? You will fart in an elevator that is closing. Oh, I time it. I do. I time it. I hold it right when it closes. But, it, you know, we were really surprised. And, and I got dressed. Boom. Hit the red carpet. You know. Yes. And, and I got to say that, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be this huge event. event? Uh -huh. and, and it wasn't small, but it wasn't crazy big. Yeah. Um, but but right, everyone was so generous. We're going to get into that. Oh, okay. We are going to get into that. And, but it was nice to get dressed up. Yeah. No kids. We sat down to eat dinner at the um, entertainer's table. 
right? Like yeah. we were kind of on backstage. We're on the side stage. Back, back corner. And, and I had not met um, Josh Abbott's significant other. Taylor, Miss Taylor Abbott. She did a great job. It she was did a, beautiful a, event. A, a wonderful job. And, and I got to say that, you know, over these past few months, really getting to know Josh Abbott, really seeing um, a different side of him. You know, yeah. I, I feel like when I when I run into these guys, whether it's Randy or Roger or, or any of the Texas country guys that are my friends or Fowler or uh-huh. any of these guys, it's usually because we're in the same town. Yeah. Right. They're performing in the town. I'm performing in the town. I, I finish my show and I haul ass to them or yeah. because I have early shows, they come to my shows. So we only only really see each other in work mode, in work mode and 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 performer mode and uh-huh. pirate mode and you know and we're all in the bus kind of hanging out and, yeah. and you know those guys just got off stage or they're just about to be on stage and it's woohoo time you yeah. know so to really get to know somebody outside of that right yeah and you know josh and i you know he he hooked me up with the champion ranch gig Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden he's saying, hey, man, can you help me with with my charity? And I'm like, yeah, man, absolutely. And then for him to return the favor and go, you know what, man? He's like, you were such a hit. You know, I got to return the favor. What can I do for you? I'm happy to help with Helicopters for Heroes. Yeah. And and, and his wife was was so sweet. So sweet. They so have gracious. a little COVID baby, too. Almost the same age, a little older than Delilah. They have a COVID baby and they have a little girl. And, and that was another, and we always love that. We always yeah. love when we run into people that live a crazy life like us. And balance family. And they balance family and, and they try to make it work. You know, she was there in her little dress. Yeah. At the gala. Just They know. made sure to take her out though of the room while you were on stage. Yeah, when I walked on stage, <laughs> like they sent somebody out uh, with her. Go play outside. Um, but, but the event was just super classy. There was a gift basket for us as we sat down uh-huh. there was a gift basket as we checked into the hotel yes the refrigerator i mean was, every detail every detail i yeah. mean they had a red carpet we took pictures in front of um the deal you know what i thought was so cool i didn't realize because i haven't spent a lot of time in west texas and i have girlfriends who went to tech but there is such a i didn't realize west texas thing community yeah they're so proud to be from west texas and I, it was it was cool you felt that in the room and that sort of well that was sense what was of pride i just i didn't i didn't know west texas was a thing like that it was really well, cool. it's, it's more panhandle is that what it is yeah it's more panhandle and and that's why they're called the panhandlers so josh abbott and his his friends who are normally individual touring acts uh-huh it's uh, like a super, you call it a super group. Yeah, they created this like, like super group and John Bowman's on it and, and William Clark Green and uh, my favorite, Cleto, mm. with his little mustache uh-huh. um, and, and Josh Abbott. And, and it was cool because th- that's the band that played that night. It wasn't Josh Abbott's band yeah. necessarily. It was this... He had some of the members from his band were there on stage too. But, but, yeah. but it's like, man, these guys that you would go see individually who are very, very talented on their own mm-hmm. are now this group and the music that they play, you're like, oh my gosh. And it's all, it's all panhandle. Um, it has a throwback vibe to throwback it. It's really vibe. cool. And then they announced that they are going to, the panhandler has got a song on, on the new season of Yellowstone. Yes. 
Yeah, that's so, gonna come out. It, you know, check the, the 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 panhandlers out, man, because it is just really chill, easy to listen to, yeah. good music. You know, and and that was a treat. But before that, like to sit down with you and and have dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, they they brought out the salad first. I mean, it was just a really. There's even like the cocktail they were serving is like, and I'm going to mess up the name of it. I think it's called a Chilton and it's yeah. named after like a professor because Texas Tech is such a big thing there. Supposedly that was like his drink of choice. So they served Chilton's all night long. And the staff was fantastic. And here we are at this, this gala and event. And then I'm, I'm the opening act. So I, I got to perform first and, you know, we're running a little behind. And, and what I love the most, mm-hmm. you know, l- lately, if I'm going to go on stage 99% of the time, I wouldn't say that. Now it's like 95, 95% of the time I'm performing in front of family, fans, right? People who know people you, who, who know, know your stuff, know what I do, who came to laugh with you. Right? They came yeah. to get on board with the brand and the things that we talk about. They know Captain Evil. They know, you know, yeah. so it, it's easy to right away ease into, okay, everybody get ready. I'm going to shit on my wife. Right. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there like, He's got to shit on his wife. You know? <laughs> and they're on board. So, you know, to do this gala where, you know, were there some people there that were fans and knew who I was? You know, yes. But there was also some people there that had no idea who I was. Yeah. And then it was really cool, too, that I had some people come up to me and go, as soon as I heard your voice, I knew you from TikTok. You know, like uh-huh. I didn't put together... That you're the guy oh, wow. from TikTok, you uh-huh. know, but but there's a a little bit of a challenge of like, oh, I have to get these people on board. Yes, and it was hard because you were only doing 20 minutes too, so it's like doing you want to get them on board quickly so they can just start enjoying what you're doing. But there's also, you know, there's a reason. There's a science behind the comedy club. There's a reason that the audience is very very dark. Yeah. And that the comedy club is dark, the audience is dark, and the only thing that's lit up is the comedian. And that is a spe- there's a specific purpose, and that specific purpose is that you feel like you're alone and you're able to laugh. Yeah, you don't feel self conscious, especially like in a formal event like yes. that. I so, think the ladies too are like, is this appropriate? So now is you've got you've yeah. got a formal event, you've got people dressed up. We're there for a very serious cause. And then all of a sudden I go up there and I'm like, all right, you know, but it was really cool that, I I mean, I would say four minutes in people were like, oh, "Oh, I understand what this is. I get it. Right. And then by the end of it, you know, it just turned out to be a a wonderful deal. And I think, I think I would say 95% of the people really enjoyed it. I I would probably assume that there was some. There was a conservative, more conservative. Uh, maybe there was a couple and... of ladies that was like, my God, the language. And at my church where I go and judge people, <laughs> I, uh, you know, there was one of those, you know, yeah. where I go to church and be judgy, we would not be okay with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but well, I think, no, and I think people, you know, it's, it's tough too, because people are expecting to come to a charity event and they are wearing formal clothes and it kind of is a different experience. And if you're not prepped for the fact that you're coming to see comedy, Sometimes it kind of catches people. It takes them a minute to settle, well, so settle that, into it. That was my concern too. And, and you know, that's why I told Josh, I said, please, when you intro me, make sure people understand that we're about to have a comedy show. Yeah. Right. Cause sometimes they're like, and now Steve Trevino. And then they're like, what the, 
<laughs> what's happening right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but it really was set up like a comedy club. The, the sound was amazing because we had sound there for a band mm -hmm. and the lights were great. And we, you know, we dimmed the lights out there and, and it just turned out to be a really you know what else i thought was so cool is the guy who introduced you works for one of the local media tv news stations you know in his suit and he has his anchor voice um but he was a friend of josh's from high school and was there helping with the event and then another one of his friends was like a friend of his from high school helping with the event that owns um a barbecue joint and they like after hurricane um harvey went down to rockport and like fed people like he just had so many friends not not so many but there were several friends from like that he grew up with and i think that were there supporting and doing cool stuff i think again going back to his character and and you know when you meet people and you go you know josh is famous i mean josh has an you know a song a hit song with casey musgraves you know he sells tickets the guy is is famous yeah you know and he still has his childhood friends. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about a man, you know, and, and yeah. I try very hard and we try hard to make sure. I mean, today, you know, Abel was here and Gloria, you know, with their kids. And, you know, the, a lot of the same friends I grew up with are my same friends today. And I always find it very odd when I meet somebody and you're like, where are your childhood friends? You know, when I meet a celebrity or a, yeah. a, a comic and there's a lot of comics that their entire life started at the comedy store. Yeah. Like they're, they're, oh, this is my best friend. And I'm like, dude, my best friend's from elementary. Yeah. My best friend is my cousin. My best friend is somebody that I grew up with. My best friend is, is somebody that's been in my life my entire life. Yeah. You know, so it's weird when I, when I see people who either have no friends or they only have celebrity friends or they only have friends that they met after 20 or college. Yeah. Like to me, and I don't want to judge anybody. It, it just, to me to see Josh surrounded by so many people, um, and, and not to compare him to me, but if it, it, he felt very similar to me. Yeah. He felt very like gracious and, and, you know, obviously humble and, and keeps track of, of those friends, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it was really cool to see these people that are like, Oh, Josh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, we went to college together or, yeah. you know, we, man, we grew up together. We, we sat groceries at the grocery store together or, yeah. you know, and then it's also cool to see, um, that a lot of his friends have become very successful people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I'm fortunate for me too, that a lot of my friends have become very successful people. Yeah. And you wonder, you wonder, right. Is it, is it, is it environment? Is it people you choose to hang out with? Is it, you know, who knows what it is? Yeah. You know, but it was, I guess the point I'm trying, and then anyway, I did my thing. We're going to skip the middle thing right now. And then we're going to go to, um, <laughs> what is the, the panhandlers. What the middle we'll thing talk is. about it later. Oh, okay. The panhandlers come on and here we are at a concert in a very, um, cozy, intimate, intimate mm -hmm. setting. And, and Renee and I had my arm around my babe and, you know, we were listening to this amazing music and we're having yeah. drinks and, and it was just fun to have you back, <laughs> you know, cause you've tried before where you're like, okay, I'm out. And then you're just kind of, I'm not into it. I don't, you know, so now I realize Josh that I, I mean, uh, Rick, that I have to fly her out. <laughs> I have to do a, a very expensive, fancy gal gala. 
uh, it has to be cocktail a plus cute hotel room <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a cute hotel room but it was it was it was really nice for us to be together we were both in a very good mood um, <laughs> you say that like you're so surprised that that the stars aligned and we were actually both in a good mood at no, the same but, time <laughs> but you know we've talked about it in the past couple of podcasts things are moving so fast right now yeah everything's in fast forward everything's happening at the same time we we've barely had time to take a breath you know, I'm trying to... It's true. There's something about um, the airline saying, no, you have to stay in the Dallas airport for four hours and do nothing. <laughs> no, but but I also... You, you realize that, and it was a lesson for me, we got to take more time for me and you. You know, and, yeah. and, and really find that time to go on a date, which is... Which it's is, just hard because I feel like when we have spare time, we want to spend it with the kids. But yes, it's valuable to... But that's why I've, I've always said that, that Vegas is a good place for that. Yeah. You know, Vegas is a good place for, hey, this is adult time. This is husband and wife time. This is let loose time. This yeah. is have shopping not, time because right. shopping is the best. Yeah, you have, but you have time. <laughs> you have time to go. To actually go and try something on. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. if you're shopping during the day and I'm winning us millions at the craps table, <laughs> it, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal because we still have time to go to dinner that night. We yeah. still have time to get dressed up and go out and have drinks together. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just really nice to, to have that moment with my wife, you know, hanging out. And then afterwards, there's a bar. So the gala's in the like gala room. Uh-huh. And then right next door, there's a bar. And we're like, hey, keep the bar open. We're all coming over here. Yeah. And then we all went over there. And partied until like two in the morning. I didn't realize how late it was. The oh time had just God. gotten away. We were having such a good time. I didn't realize what time it was. Oh my gosh, dude. And then you've got to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to <laughs> my, go to the my airport. My picking me up at 3.30. I got to wake yes. up at 4.30 in the morning. To, and I'm like, you're like, hey, I'm going to the airport. I'm like, okay, bye. Get the bed. <laughs> like, I got like, I got like, I got an extra hour. Yeah, I got an extra hour. Like, we didn't even have time to enjoy the snack basket. So I'm like. We're going through it in the dark, throwing stuff in my bag. And then, and then uh, Renee texted me later on. She was like, by the way, when I left, everybody was still up hanging out by the bus. Yeah, I saw the guys out front of the having bus. Having drinks, mm. right? Um, so then Renee had, to, Renee had to haul ass back home to be the wonderful mommy that she is. Because she was a great wife that night. Um, <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, and then I had to haul ass to El Paso. Yeah. And we had great shows in El Paso, all sold out. Oh, I need to you text know. Bart and Alicia. I was thinking about them all weekend and I forgot to text them. They're doing really, really well. And, and I almost said something right here that I should not have said because, oh. so I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, it's a good surprise. Uh, but it was just, you know, El Paso's great. Bart has remodeled the club. There's a really great green room in the back. Yeah. The sound system was upgraded. Um, oh, hold on. We might have an issue. Okay. So anyway, um, it was, it was great shows and, and El Paso, you know, and it was also cool because for the first time in a long time, it really is starting to feel, um, back to normal, a little bit back to normal. I feel like you've been saying that for a while now that like, it's starting to feel back to normal. It's starting to feel But then I go back to Denver and it's, you know, vaccine, uh, uh, Mandate. Oh, and, did we talk know, about that on the podcast? I don't want to talk about it. That was a hard one. Okay. I don't want to talk about it because then it turns political and, and 
You know, the other day we got a comment where they were like, I love your podcast, but I don't need a, a lecture about vaccines. And I'm like, F you, dude, we didn't lecture you on vaccines. Yeah. I merely told no, you I a mean, story. The only reason, right. Oh, right. It was not your intent to like lecture at all about vaccines. Nobody's lecturing yeah. anybody. And, and the fact that I tell you a story and then all of a sudden you think you're lecturing me. I am not lecturing you. You're an American. And just to be clear, the way that me and my wife feel is you take care of your family. I take care of mine. And it, you, we live in America and it is a well, free country know, and you have the right, you have the right to make the decisions on your own. But it, it's first, that's why I don't want to talk about it. Well, I, it's like, oh I felt God. bad because I was reading, I felt bad for you because I was reading the comments and there were people who were really upset about vaccine cards being required and, oh, but that, and to each their own. I just, I just felt like I wanted to like chime in on each one and be like, it's not our choice or our decision. Like you were the performer I just want to work. you show up on stage and do your thing and get your paycheck and bring it home and feed your family. I just want to work. And that's the club's rules or the state's rules or I just want to work. Yeah. I just want to work. I want to take care of my veterans. I want to be the best father that I can, yeah. the best husband that I can. I want to help out anywhere and everywhere I can. And, and, and I'm sorry if, if, you're, if you're upset about it, but it's not my role. Well, and that's what yep. was so cool about Jab, Jab Cares, too, is that charity is it's like, it's just about doing good. It's not about, it's not about being political. There is no commentary on this organization, it's, or and, I support and, this, or I don't support and, that. And, it's just about doing and good. And I hate all the political bullshit. Yeah. You know, I hate the fact that I give it up for the veterans at every single show. It's not political. It's not political. It's just about doing good. You know, I, I give it up for the police officers. It's not political. I back the blue. I think those guys do their job and they do it well. And, and by the way, there's, it's real simple. There's bad humans and good humans. Yeah. And there's bad humans in every aspect of the world. And we can't control those I people. I can't control we those We can people. only be good humans and put good out and, there. And all I do is I root for the good humans. Yeah. You know, that's what I do. And, and speaking of bad humans and, and God, it was fucking, I, what I was did like, I do? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but you know, you, um, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, it, 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 um, I gotta tell you, man, this was the middle I was talking about. So I perform and these two young ladies go on stage and I'm really going to try to keep it together. I'm really going to try to keep it together. Uh, Jab Cares is very similar to um, Helicopters for Heroes, where we are we are the we are the vehicle to raise money. And then, I'm going to look up the organization because I want to yes, make sure we get it right. We are Helicopters for Heroes is the vehicle that raises money, and then every year we choose specifically a veteran organization that we then give them money to. And with our board, we do a process um, to make sure that that uh, charity is a deserving good charity that we think um, is a volunteer organization, blah, blah, blah. So we are the vehicle that raises money. You come, and by the way, if you have a veteran organization that you're getting off the ground, you can pitch to us. You can tell us we deserve that money. Come to us and we can talk. Um, this year, one of our beneficiaries is U.S. Vets. They're out of Houston, Texas, and they, they have an 80% success rate getting veterans off the streets as homeless We've people. We've talked about them because they're an the amazing so, facility. Jab Cares is set up very similar. They are the vehicle that raises the money. It's a different organization. And then they decide. Um, they decide then who receives the monies that are raised. Yeah. After I perform, these two girls go on stage. And when I say girls, 
They're girls. Ladies. They're girls. They're young. I mean, they were, they were under 25 years old. And, man, I'm having a hard time. Uh, the organization is? One Voice Home. One Voice Home. It's a and local what, Lubbock organization. And, and what they do in Lubbock is they find uh, and help girls that have been sex trafficked. Victims of sex trafficking. And they go on stage. And I'm a big puss, man. I, you know, it, it, my dad always said, you know, uh, a Trevino man, we don't take no shit from no man, you know, and, and, and I'll fight at the drop of a hat and I don't give a shit. But when it comes to the heart, God dang, man, you know, they start laying out the stats, the stats, <sighs> sex trafficking in Texas alone is a six point six billion dollar industry with a b the girls are being kidnapped smuggled in sold sold you know uh and they started eight years old uh from eight years old all the way to 25 in this particular facility yeah um and so you know what what are they called one voice home one voice home. So they, they, they're a home. They're a home for these girls. They rehabilitate them. But they have therapists they, that the girls therapists. are able to see weekly, doctors, because you don't, the things that these girls' bodies go through. Um, so they well, do they're, doctors, they're, regular doctors' care to get their bodies back to, to health again. Now, speaking of bad people, I mean, it's like, it, it, I don't understand it. It's very hard. For me to comprehend it's the same thing with racism i i, I have a hard time comprehending um that How something at, like that happens right, right that at one point there was colored water fountains and uh, right. you know and separate uh, 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 uh freaking rope down the middle of the gym where the blacks were and like all right. that is so uncomprehendable to well me. and that that was and, these girls points is and, like look just go here for a minute and don't just imagine like know that this is happening here, here in today, your town now. Now, yeah, right now, yeah. You know, and I think of all the times that that Dad would walk my sisters to the restroom, or Dad would say, "Make sure they get in their car. Yeah, make sure they get home. You know, make sure you call and let us know that you've gotten home." Right. And, and you kind of, you know, you you live in a. a uh, a bubble, if you will, because it doesn't, you know, it didn't happen to you. So you go, oh my gosh, like, dad, well, it's, you know, it's just such an awful place to, to have to go through, to go to and think about it. And here these women have lived through it, you know? And I'm just listening to them talk. And you know me, I, I have a hard time sitting still. I had dinner with you. These girls start to talk. I'm losing it, man. And I, I, I got to get up and I got to go outside and, and crack a joke because it just, I mean, it hit me hard. And then, to start thinking, you know, and I started thinking about these young girls. You know, I would I would venture to guess that they were 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. um, they were up there doing this presentation. And I even started thinking, you know, first of all, what amazing young girls. Yeah. Number one. Number two, I really started thinking about Delilah. And I started thinking that you hope to raise a very compassionate human, right? And that if Delilah came to me and said, Dad, you know, I'm still in college at, at Texas Tech. I want to volunteer at, what's it called? One Voice Home. One Voice Home. I think I would strongly, 
strongly try to talk her out of it. Because I don't think... I was going to say... I, I just don't think mentally and, and, and you know... Well, that was one of the things they said was that everyone on their staff sees a therapist. Because I, they, it's healthy and they, they need to, to be exposed to that kind of thing. But, you know, and I also think, like, number one, how is this not common knowledge? How do I not know that in Texas alone, it is a $6.6 billion industry? How do I not know that? Right. Where, where is it happening that we're not stopping it? Why am I not seeing more of it? Why yeah. is this not something that concerns all of us? You know, and when right. I see, you know, the Women's March and why aren't they talking about it? Why aren't the, the women in the, in the world going, hey, we are being stolen and sold and treated like slaves yeah. from the eight years old? Yeah. You know, and I think about these young girls and, and, and they're in the, the one voice home. How do they ever recover? It's, it's a, I mean, uh, these girls say it's a, it's a long, it's a long process and lots of steps. And it starts with making these girls feel like they are worthy again. You know, how do you, how do they ever trust a man again? You know, like to go on with their lives. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I try, you know, very hard to be as, as polite as I can, you know. Um, but I, I also sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to be extra polite or I'm trying to be extra nice, mm -hmm. I'm also very aware. And I try to be very aware, right, mm -hmm. to not be the creepy old man. You know, to go, hey, I'm holding the door open for you, young lady, because I'm not trying to yeah. be creepy. Right? I'm trying to be a gentleman. Yeah. You know, and it just, it was, wow, man. I mean, I'm, I, I almost started crying. And, and it, it just makes me sad. But again, going back to the gala. Yeah. And, and the see. The generosity and, of oh everyone in that room. <laughs> there was items that, that Renee was like, oh, maybe we should go to Costa Rica, right? <laughs> Four days in a, in a house, Costa Rica, let's bid on it. And then all of a sudden the bids were 10,000, 12,000, 15,000. One auction item went for $30,000. I, 30, I forget what the item was. But. It, it, oh my God. And, and yeah. I was like, what generosity. Yeah. You know, and we had a room of honestly, if I were to guess... 25 couples, 30 couples, let's say 30 couples, right? Yeah. No, there was more than, there was like what, probably 150 people in the room? No, not even no, close. I know so? numbers. Yeah, you're better. I know, you're, you're better I know how many people are in a room because sure. I, I count sure. them. I'm like, I get paid on that. Yeah. Um, so probably probably 30 couples, which led to about 60, 60 people. Yeah. And then you had another um, with entertainment and staff and everybody. There's probably... 80 people in the room. Yeah. 80. But I want to say, and I don't want to lie, $160,000 was raised that night for, for one place. Yeah. For, for one, um, one voice home, one, one voice home. And, and I, I, I gotta give it to, to Josh Abbott. I gotta give it to Taylor, you know, and I just felt so honored and, and it's hard because I'm very educated when it comes to what our veterans are going through, mm -hmm. right? That's my cause, right? Right. 
But when you see this, I'm like, is this my cost too? Yeah. Like, do I need to do this too? How can I help? What can I do? Like, you know, so then I, you know, I'm going through that at night in my head and I'm like, okay, well, we have this podcast. Can we, you know, let, let, let's at least use our podcast to, to talk get about the, it, to at least talk about it and get the word out there and make people understand that, that we have a serious problem on our hands. Yeah. And I've been saying it for years and years and years, you know, this, this political bullshit and these political hot buttons at the end of the day, we have a mental health problem. Because you have to yeah. be mentally fucking sick to do those kinds of things. Yeah. You have to be mentally evil inside to do something like that. Yeah. And it just makes me sad. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I also feel very lucky to have a wife like you that, that is strong, you know, that can take a joke that, that, that is com you're confident and you're strong and you had wonderful parents and somehow you were lucky enough. You say that and the first thing is that like I, I feel guilty for um, you know that for not having um, I've, I've lived a very blessed lucky life when you say stuff like yeah. that and I compare myself to other people I feel guilty for being so lucky. Um, so with that being said I, I just can't keep talking about it. So I would encourage you to find the one voice home in your community. Yeah. Um, and at least look them up and at least be aware. That's what I can ask. Um, going back to what Renee and I are trying to do. We have a couple of things going on. Helicoptersforheroes.com. If you are a fan or family member, like we like to say, and you would like to spend an, uh, a day with my wife and I, there is a raffle. It's $50 a ticket. 96% of that money goes to our veterans and we will fly you to San Antonio, Texas. We will put you up at the river walk and then me and this beautiful girl here will pick you up in a limousine and spend the day and evening with you, uh, for your donation. Yes. So please Dress code up. is whatever you want to wear. <laughs> Dress code is fuck it. <laughs> um, and also we are going to continue to do our pie challenge. It starts this week. Go to helicoptersforheroes.com. Donate a pie to me so that I can pie Renee oh, in the no, face. No, no, no. Yes. I, you, can, you can choose who you want your pie to go to. So please. Um, so click the button that says Renee. No, click the button that says Steve. <laughs> I deserve to win this year. Renee won last year. I deserve to win this year. And look, we're trying to break the 200. I think we did 220. Uh -huh. Last year, we're trying to break that. With your help, we can. So please join us in our pie contest. It's a $25 donation that buys us the pie, and it buys us some old salt coffee to send right to the guys and girls who are not home for Thanksgiving. They are on base. And the least that we can do as a family, all of us, our family, we can send pies to them that are homemade, from a fantastic bakery. We're still trying to find a bakery, San Antonio, Texas. If you can, if you're listening, if you know somebody that would like to volunteer uh, their skills, mm -hmm. we would like them to make the pie. So we're still looking for that. Please join us, helicoptersforheroes.com. Let's take care of our veterans. And please, 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 please find your local organization like One Voice Home and at least be aware. I am Steve Trevino. This is my beautiful wife, Renee. Thank you. Goodbye.